Manitobaville, the podcast, is brought to you by Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. Hi, I'm Linny. You're listening to Antiquarian Objects, the legend of Manitoba on Manitobaville, the podcast. Don't ever feel bad about driving seven hours to see a two-headed calf. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> it's worth the trip. <laughs> yeah. Good old Sam Waller. Yeah, he had quite the collection. Yeah. I wonder how he got all those fetuses. That's probably an interesting story. Probably lots of farmers. I wonder about the whale one, though. Maybe you don't know. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and they had um, some cool sound elements too. Mm-hmm. You're walking around, right. you know, the sensors that go along with the different artifacts. That was pretty neat. Yeah. Although we had to be really careful of the one because we kept setting it off. Oh yeah. While we're kept, filming. I was like, hey, walk through that door. It'd be so cool. <laughs> and then the one, it was one minute recording would happen and then we'd have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some neat stuff there. Enya was neat. Yeah. She was the youngest um, uh, person that we interviewed for sure. Yeah? She's from Ottawa. Well, that's right. Yeah. I guess she would yeah. have been enthusiastic as heck. Absolutely. Doing a good job up there. Yeah. She she knew how to transfer the embalming kit with her gloves, and she was very careful. Yep. Taking the, the case apart and... Uh, Cause I guess it's probably pretty fragile. It's it's pretty old. It's, it was used in 1918 during the Spanish flu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pre that, I guess. And what it was part of the embalmer's kit wasn't like the all the hoses and stuff. They would have used the fluids in that because they would have mm. they would have all dried up probably. And or she may not even the original lady, Violet yeah. Violet Geimer. She might not even have kept them. Just sort of. But um. Yeah, so it was it was a needle for sewing up after yeah. like the actual place where you would put the embalming fluid in and yeah. an eraser and, and a razor. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right, probably the original kit was a lot bigger. Yeah. Probably some kind of hand drawn pump or something. You'd pump yeah. them up. Yeah. But I guess the wow. shaving was for to clean people up. Yeah. Before before the funeral. Right. And then yeah, the needle was would be to sew people up. Mm-hmm. So up your gunshot wounds or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Did you in? I was reading the, um, on the wall they had different, I guess, case, like different cases from her notebook mm-hmm. that she wrote about. And there was one from a 16-year-old girl and one from a soldier. And there were a lot of stories on there. It was interesting. Yeah. I guess you'd see a lot, eh? Or you'd learn a lot of stories. Because people come through the funeral parlor. Yeah, absolutely. And the family is still there today. I think Enya said that the great-grandchildren still come to visit. Or the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. Wow. There's a legacy, eh? Yeah. And they came from England originally. Violet and her husband Daniel. Oh, yeah. He had other businesses before right he tried other yeah, things first i think they went to saskatchewan to farm and they thought that was going to be the big thing yeah 
and then found out it wasn't the big thing. Yeah. And then they moved up to the Paw and they started a trucking company. Oh, yeah. And some other... Oh, I think he went to work at a lumber mill, but then they started the trucking company. And then he took over... They started in a, the undertaker business. Yeah. Their funeral director. Yeah, well, I guess there was business, so mm -hmm. it was the First World War. Yeah, then the Spanish flu was coming around. The Spanish flu killed 27 million people globally. Those Spanish. <laughs> yeah. But and it wasn't. Said, it they, wasn't actually from the Spanish. That's all propaganda. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was strategy because of who was allied with who, at the time. It was. I heard that it was because everybody quit counting their dead, except the Spanish. They kept counting how many dead there were. <laughs> so everybody just assumed they were having a bigger problem. Oh, interesting. So they gave it. They called it the Spanish flu. <laughs> And then they got tagged with it as if they did something wrong. It couldn't have had anything to do with all the mountains of dead people after World War One. Craziness. Can you imagine the diseases from that? Yeah, the exactly. trenches. And, and then he, so he, somebody got the Spanish flu, and apparently Daniel was undertaking people, mm -hmm. and he picked it up from one of the bodies. Yeah. Or one of the people coming through with one of the bodies. Yeah, because you could contract it even if someone was was dead. Wow. And then he passed away, and then she decided to pick up the mantle. Mm-hmm. Well, she had four kids and or three kids and was pregnant. It's like four. Four kids and she was pregnant. And the town council encouraged her to keep it up. So. Yeah. And then her brother-in-law was still in the business, I think. Yeah, they still worked together. Yeah, he... Uh, I think he had the cardian business. No, she's... And then... But we presume that. Mm -hmm. That it would have helped her. But Enya said that the brother-in-law, Daniel's brother, would have... He died too. Oh. Around that time. <gasps> wow. So she was sort of on her own with everything. Because I remember reading that later she bought her own truck. Yeah. For cartage, like for, um, for moving wow. bodies. And then, so when she sold up, she sold the truck and the business separately for her house. Wow. I can't imagine. I don't think she would have imagined either before that. Yeah. Well, she made the trip to Winnipeg to learn how to be a, a funeral director. Yep. So she made true. the same trip we did, except she would have maybe <laughs> made it on the train or something. Oh, yeah. I wonder how long that would have taken her. Probably a day. Yeah. Whole day, even on a train, maybe longer. Wow. Well, the paws up there, eh? That's part of that collection of like the paw, Thompson, Flint Flon. Yeah. Northern communities, Gillum, Churchill. Yeah, that was my first time at the paw. Yeah. It's. I actually think it's a very cute town. It, it is. They have lots of uh, like older buildings that seem to be still yeah. in pretty good shape. Yeah. Well, the one the museum's in is the old town hall or something. Yes beautiful building it's oh, a very nice building yeah it was because it had the women's prison and the men's prison in the basement <gasps> really yeah I didn't know that you didn't go to see the cells maybe that's one of the ghosts could be <laughs> no I didn't go to see the cells oh, I yeah. wish I would have I went down as was, was looking in the women's one because the men's is taken out I guess they took it out for part of it but the women's cells are still there yeah and I guess they would have 
in back in the day, the people incarcerated there would were scrolling their names in the walls and that. And she says when people visit the museum and go down, they put their names in there too. Oh wow! It's a tradition. I wonder how many inmates they would have had. It's a. It would have been even smaller than it is today. Yeah, that's just three or four cells in there. Interesting. Just holding cells, you know, for yeah. court cases or people they just picked up that they haven't taken out to uh, to wherever the I don't even know where the uh, penitentiaries would have been. I don't know. Probably We're, not the same as today. It's the problem with clean living is I have no idea where any of the jails are. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I know about is Stony Mountain. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's famous. Famous jail. It's a famous jail. It's very old. And um, yeah, that's in that's in Stonewall, I think. Something like that. Around Stonewall, just before it, it's in uh, Stony Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, the Paw Museum was probably one of my one of my favorites. They were all really good. Yeah. But re it, I felt that they had a a lot on display that was very interesting. And even when you go up the stairs, there's all these pictures of the town, like when the streets were still mud and there's horse and carriage. And then they had this little medicine bottle um, that said Gateway Drugs. <laughs> because I think that was the name of the pharmacy back in the day. Gateway Drugs. Because <laughs> <laughs> the pause at Gateway to the North. Gateway to the North. Gateway to, <laughs> gateway to more drugs. Jeez. But that was like really old, so. <laughs> I'll have to research that. <laughs> yeah. Dig into that. The fellow in the morning when I checked out of the, of the motel, I was looking at a picture on the wall while he was bringing her stuff up. And it was of the old mud streets. Oh, yeah. And one of those old pictures. And I said to him, I said, oh, can you imagine those old mud streets and all that? And he kind of looked up at me and says, I remember when they paved the main street. Wow. <laughs> it was still gravel when he was a kid. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like a, just another small, medium-sized town. Yeah. Probably wasn't a small town back then. But with a lot of history, because I, th I think a lot used to go on there. Yeah. With the, well, I guess with the fur, the fur trading and, tra I guess transporting. I don't know. I don't remember what else. Is that where they have the big dog races there? Yeah, the big dog races, and they had lots of pictures of the dog races. Yeah. The paw. I wonder how it got his name. The pass. The paw. Oh, I Only I do remember. There was um, an indigenous name for the area. It was Opaw or something we should yeah. probably look that up but then they just took the pot out of it huh sort of like their version of Ellis Island <laughs> yeah. hey where can people see antiquarian objects the legend of Manitoba well you can see it on Bell MTS TV it's their on-demand channel 5 TV 1 you just gotta do a little digging in the menu and you'll come up with it or if you have the app if you're a Bell subscriber very simple to get to the show just use the search and bingo you're there and you're everywhere you're everywhere we were <laughs> ah okay awesome oh look there's a deer oh look at that deer oh
Behind the little tree over there. I've seen so many deer this month. Yeah? Yeah. And I never see deer in Vancouver. That's right. We should tell people you're from here. Yeah. You've gone to Vancouver to learn how to act. Yes. It didn't work, so you came to work on my show. <laughs> and now you're learning how to act. For real. By doing it. That's funny. <laughs> but you're going to go back and give them another try. Yeah, I got right a year here. and a half left to figure it out. They got another year and a half to try and teach you how to act. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. But you grew up in a in a rural area, so that would, you'd see lots of wildlife, I guess, growing up. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I grew, we we grew, we lived in a few small towns. Nice. For mostly, like for seven years, we were in New Bothwell, and that's like a, a small town, six hundred people, and they're known for their cheese, New Bothwell cheese. The squeakers. Yeah. So, and our our um, house was on the end of a street. Mm -hmm. And then, like, right beside a farmer's field, so it felt very spacious. Yeah. Lots of room to run around. Nice. Yeah, make forts. And and then, yeah, um, moved to the city for school, for school stuff when I was older. That's what ruined you. <laughs> that was what it was. <laughs> Education. Education. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, at least we got you up to the pot. Mm-hmm. Long road. We went up through. Um, where oh, we, do, we stopped on the way back in Pine River. Yes. Yeah. And you have some where, history there. That's where my baba grew up. We took some pictures of many churches for a small little tiny community <laughs> now that has shrunk back to. They still had, what, six churches or I think so? so. We took a picture of three of them and then we saw like three more. Yeah, because three were like Catholic. She's Catholic. Yeah. So we, we had to go around to find, and we found both three Catholic churches. <laughs> yeah. We took a picture of each one just in case that was the one. <laughs> but then they had all these other churches, and yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, apparently they used to have a lot going on there. Yeah. But now now I think it's quieter. The only thing they had there now was the posse that we were strangers, so they were starting to they're starting to mount up to see yep. what's going on. They were ganging up. They were like, okay, we might have to chase <laughs> these guys out of town. But we left before it came to that. We just took a good look around. Yeah. And we, and we also stopped in Laurier that same day, right? Uh, yep. yep. Yeah. That's where my mom grew up. Wow. Yeah, we got around that day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, I was going to say, because on the way back, oh, on the way up and the way back, we stopped at Swan, Swan River. Swan River? I think that was gas stops both ways. But yeah. we stopped in at the co-op there and nice young men yeah. jump into the pump and they full service. Yeah. And they washed the windows and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. They had a good Tim Hortons. Yeah. Yeah, we've also gone to lots of Tim Hortons on this trip. A few. Mm-hmm. A few. We may have. <laughs> we may have indulged in some <laughs> Canadian maple. Is that the... Canadian maple. That was the donut of the, the donut, trip. Donut du jour. Donut <laughs> the trip. Donut of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned earlier that, um, like, the museums. Because you think, well, it's a town. It's, it's out of the way. It's wherever. And you think maybe it's just a little hole-in-the-wall place or whatever. But all of these museums have been large and elaborate. 
yeah and, and wide-ranging absolutely and, and some of them overwhelming with the number of buildings and the size there's yeah there was too much for us in the amount of time we had to see everything yeah there's so much um, history in these little towns that they've been able to preserve and really appreciate. And they even know the people dating back and the family trees and the stories. It's really incredible. Yeah, I remember in Hartney walking down the stairs from the top level to the bottom and I was looking at the pictures. Mm -hmm. And then as the uh, as Brad and, and their, their Don were following us, they, they started saying the names of the people. Oh yeah, it's so-and-so and... Then they'd go on a little bit about the family and, you know, just in conversation about what they knew about them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, so neat. Yeah, tracking everything back. Yeah. A lot of these museums started from one person collecting things. And then yeah. it grew and grew and grew and grew. And then they donated it and then more people donated. So that's the thing I didn't know before. Yeah. Then get a grant or get, and I think in the pause case, the town owns it. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then you get the town on site. Suddenly it becomes a, like a municipal building. Yeah. And yeah, they become just a nice place to go visit. So kudos to all these communities. Kudos. Kudos. Well, thank I don't know what that translates to. <laughs> <laughs> Should I wrap that up? Sure. Okay. If you need to ask, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap up this episode. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Be sure to tune in again next week. And also be sure to catch our show, Antiquarian Objects, The Legend of Manitoba. Bob, Bob. <laughs> um, Bell MTS 5TV1. Manitobaville, the podcast, is a production of Rodeo Road Studios Limited. Copyright. 2023.